Hello everyone, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, hopefully if you're hearing this when it is coming out, I am not at work because we're supposed to get like a foot of snow tomorrow. Oh, so, goodness. Uh, I'm hoping that they tell us not to come into work, but <laughs> who knows? But unfortunately, capitalism... <laughs> Unfortunately, capitalism, as we all know, so today I had to park my car in the snow parking lot and then walk through the apartment, carry back to my apartment, carrying my boots. So just a real, just a series of challenges here in the, in the good old Northeast. Yeah, I mean, if it makes you feel better, um, the furnace, uh, decided to quit on us so uh oh hmm troubling yeah and it has gotten below freezing at night which is unfortunate uh the good thing is apparently my room is on a separate smaller furnace oh okay so i'm fine and unaffected um <laughs> except for all of the noise that may or may not make its way onto recording um, <laughs> as the furnace is fixed. Or, well, not fixed. Replaced. Yeah. Well, if you hear noises, everybody, just know that those noises are keeping Briar from freezing. So No, not me. My small nephews. <laughs> that's, that's also pretty important. <sighs> Anyways. A podcast is what we are going to do now. Podcast. Um, noun. Definition. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> podcast. In this essay, we will. Um, anyways, no, we uh, are going to... We finished our tour of, of Hulk-adjacent characters for the time being. Um, most of them have turned into a Hulk. Most no, of them—they all have turned into a Hulk. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all of those guys were a Hulk. Oops, all Hulks. <laughs> Oops, all Hulks. Listen, this is just the danger of hanging around with the Hulk for an extended period of time. Happened, happened to all these guys. Happened to Amadeus Cho. Happened to Jennifer. Just for being related to him, watch out. Um, but anyways, after after that little Hulk Hulk tour, I thought maybe we should uh, return to DC um, and maybe go back to some JSA characters that we haven't touched yet because um, we've done some of them, but there's a whole bunch of these guys. So I thought we could talk about our man, um, our, like, the unit of time, not the man belonging to us. <laughs> no, no, this man belongs to us. This is our this is, man. This is our man. Our, our good friend, our man. Yeah. Uh, and by our man, I do mean our men, because there's been three our mans. Um, and... Ooh, are we doing a roundup? We're doing a roundup. I think, I was like, 
I was a little bit torn because it's like they've all been in like a decent amount of stuff, but not a lot of stuff. But it's also like their stories are very like heavily intersecting. So if we did them in two or three separate episodes, I feel like it would just like cover a bunch of the same stuff repeatedly. So I think ultimately it would be better to do a roundup um of the our men uh so our man is a uh golden age superhero originally as like most of the jsa characters are who was created in 1940 by ken fitch and bernard bailey and you might think that uh because his name is our man he has some sort of time powers, especially because he, uh, goes around with a little, like, hourglass emblem on the front of his costume. Uh, but you would be incorrect (laughs) about that very reasonable assumption to make. Um, sort of like how the original Golden Age Adam didn't have any shrinking powers and was just a short king, um, this guy does have powers, but the reason he's called Our Man is because he only has the powers for an hour at a time. Look, sometimes you take a drug and it gives you superpowers for an hour. For exactly one hour. Exactly um, one hour. And it seems like it's maybe not that useful, but if D&D's taught me anything, it's that fights happen very quickly. so you could probably handle a lot of superhero business in an hour um you just gotta time when you're taking the drug uh so yes original hour man is uh named rex tyler and he is a scientist like a biochemist who uh develops this drug um that he calls miraclo uh m-i-r-a-c-l-o um uh, like miraculous but uh he is doing this while he's like working for some you know drug company uh and (laughs) free resources just like i just have yeah. a personal little side project i'm just gonna just gonna mess around with some stuff real quick yeah, um, worry about it yeah uh he discovers this drug which he tests on himself classic he tested yeah i think he tested on mice and then he tested on himself um, slightly better <laughs> Yeah, listen, it's it's one step more than a lot of comic book scientists usually do. A lot of comic book scientists are like, let's go straight to human trials, baby. Yeah, and I mean, if you're gonna go straight to human trials, it's probably more ethical to do it on yourself than it is on some random person. Oh, for sure. But it's still not a good idea. No, because then, like you'll probably end up dying in a lab and your coworkers will come find you. Yeah, and you won't they won't have any, you know. They'll I see mean, your, unless you've been keeping They'll see your notes strewn around and be all like, "Oh no." 
Oh no, he did not the another one. Thing. Um, he was trying to become a superhero, wasn't he? Oh, jeez. Says, says right here in his notes, like it's just a list of possible effects. All the way at the bottom is death. And yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Damn. Um. So. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, which this is unsighted, so I do not know if this is correct, but it's very funny. The list of powers that he gets for the one hour duration that Miraclo... Do you think it's Miraclo or Miraclo? Hmm. I think Miraclo, like miracle, but make it sound like a drug. Yeah, Miraclo. The one hour duration that it lasts, it gives him superhuman strength, speed, stamina, and durability, night vision, underwater survival, and expert martial arts skills. I have read, like, our man is there for crisis, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I've read a little bit of our man uh, running around doing his thing. Yes. Um, I don't remember underwater survival. <laughs> Did it come up, though? I honestly could not tell you. Okay. I'm pretty so, sure so... there was a section in Crisis where some people had to go underwater to do a thing, but I don't remember who was there. I mean, or, the no, it is... might have it might have been ancient Atla- Atlantis before it sunk. That could have been oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, classic. Still don't Um, remember who was there, though. The thing about underwater survival as a power is, like, the one-hour duration is a real real challenge on that. It's like, you gotta plan your shit out pretty carefully. Yeah, but also, like, underwater survival could mean so many things. Like, do you suddenly just, like, know how to survive? Or, like, your lung capacity is better so you can survive a little better? Or can you just, like, not drown? <laughs> I I feel like it means breathing underwater, um, but unclear. Uh, so he takes this drug, he discovers that he gets these abilities for... How do you find out about underwater duration. survival? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's That's pretty maybe- easy to test strength and stamina. <laughs> Sure, yeah, no, that that one's, maybe that one was an accident, you know? Maybe he, like, <laughs> fell in a pool at oh, one shit. point. He's like, I don't oh, know how to well. swim. Oh, wait, I can. Wait. Hold on. Um, so he, uh, takes this drug, he gets these abilities for an hour at a time, he decides to use it to become a superhero, um, for one hour durations, um... And he, you know, has some classic, uh, golden age adventures, you know, things are pretty wacky and zany at this point in time. Um, he also, uh, one other thing I'll say, if your superpowers only last for an hour at a time, I feel like it's not a good thing to be advertising that to the people that you're fighting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just lock him in a room and wait yeah it's like if you make it your whole gimmick and like your name and if then I like one of the super correctly he does carry 
more pills on him. I think that, there's that would make sense. I think there's just like if you take too many, you can like burn out, so he has to be careful, but he does have more. It's not yeah, like Okay. Do you think this is where Miraculous Ladybug got the idea? <laughs> <laughs> they do have That's to recharge those mid battle. Yeah, and it is called Miraculo. Yeah. That would be very funny. So he uh has his golden age adventures. He he has a villain called the 90-Minute Man, who is like our man, but he lasts for 90 minutes instead of an hour. Um, you hate which, to see it. <laughs> you hate to see that. You gotta beat him within the 90 minutes, otherwise, it's like... Or, well, you gotta beat him within, like, your hour, or you let you either let him rampage for, like, 40 minutes... Yes. ...and then his will run out before yours... Or you really have to be confident about your abilities to beat him within your time limit. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, 90-minute man, huh? Oh, jeez. How, how long he's been running around there? Breaking news, 90-minute man going on a 40-minute spree. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Works out great for me. Um, so he uh, becomes a uh, one of the founding members of the Justice Society. And then, along with other Golden Age characters, um, sort of largely falls out of publication. And then, in, like, the 50s, is reintroduced when they do the Earth 1, Earth 2 stories and establish that the Golden Age characters and the JSA exist on Earth 2. And then have them occasionally cross over with the Justice League uh, on Earth-1. Um, and it never gets more complicated than that. Two Earths. That's it. <laughs> Only two. Don't worry about it. Definitely not infinite. That would be... That would be just... That would be wacky. Yeah. Um, so, uh... That's, uh, that's what's going on with Our Man 1. Um, at some point it is established that, uh, he met and fell in love with an actress named Wendy Harris. Um, and the two of them got married and ended up having a son, uh, named Rick. And... Rick shows up in the uh, 1980s as a member of Infinity Inc., which is the uh, a book largely about uh, children of various superheroes or like uh, like grandchildren or other you know relatives. Um, Rick shows up as part of Infinity Inc., having a uh, Grown up with Rex and knowing Rex is our man, um, and it's like, like <laughs> I'm just gonna steal some of these. Uh, just I'm just gonna give me a, a couple of these. Um, they have a somewhat tense relationship, um, because uh, Rex is superheroing. They also like they're not. 
they don't have a lot they can connect on because like Rex is like a scientist and he's very like academic even though he's also like a superhero who goes out and punches things and Rick is kind of more like a jock um and also at some point post golden age like this wasn't the original idea but at some point they've established that Miraclo is actually addictive which makes sense as like you know we're like it, it's like kind of an obvious like twist to put on the concept but it is like well it is a drug that gives you like extreme power so it probably should have some kind of side effect yeah if we're doing now like kind of you know more grounded superhero stories with consequences but because of that, um, you know, Rex is, like, addicted with, to the substance. He's struggling with that. He's, like, going out and doing superhero things during Rick's childhood. Um, it's, it's, it's a complicated relationship. Um, so he uh, joins up with Infinity Inc. He takes some of his dad's pills. Um, he uses one for the first time, I think, during Crisis? It, it yeah. I, I remember, oh. I remember. Okay. Um, it, it's like, it's, it's, a, uh, like a life or death situation. He's trying to save, uh, Dr. Midnight, um, the girl one. <laughs> that also happened during Crisis, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things are going on during Crisis. Um, a lot of, like, changing hands in Crisis. A lot yeah, of passing uh, down a torch. This is, yes. Um, so, uh, he uses the pill, he gains the, uh, Our Man powers, his dad finds out about it and is upset, um, because we've established that these are addictive and so that's uh not great but he's like well i had to and now i am going to be a superhero with infinity ink and uh rex is like i i i can't stop him um he uh i think there's something in there where rex is like trying to like figure out how to change the formula of Miraclo to make it less addictive in, like, the background of this, where he's like, well, it's gonna be taking the pills, maybe I can try and fix them. But, uh, while Rick is on Infinity Inc., Rex is killed, or seemingly killed, <laughs> comic book voice, seemingly killed, um, okay, no, Rex is killed, the JSA is killed off at one point, seemingly for real, and then they come back, and then they get killed off again. They, it just keeps happening. The first time they get killed off, um, Rick is obviously very upset. He, uh, runs off, he gets, uh, kidnapped by the Injustice Society, he, uh, thinks he's, like, killed one of the 
villains while he's like trying to escape. He has like a whole crisis about it. About like he's being like, is he a killer? And you know, is like the miracle making him like more aggressive? And also, his dad's dead. It's just very stressful. Um, he um, ends up. They they realize that uh, the wizard, the guy he killed, is not dead. Uh, he comes to terms with it. He decides to continue being our man. Um, Infinity Inc. disbands. <sighs> The JSA come back from this first thing that killed them, which was, uh, like a, a hell. They got sent to, like, another dimension. Um, and they find out that Rick has cancer <laughs> because he's been using this drug so much. Um, a classic. Yeah, a classic. Classic superhero getting cancer. Um, and they... This is in, like, the 90s, early 90s, like, JSA Volume 2. Um, Jesse or Johnny? Jesse Quick? No. Johnny Quick? What, what, one, one of the Quicks helps them, um, both of them, like, tap into the Our Man powers without taking the drug. Um... And it's like, oh, the drug worked because you had, like, a latent, like, superhero gene that it, like, activated. But now you can just, like, activate it on your own. Please stop taking this addictive drug that gave you cancer. Um, it's like, which, but it's addictive. It, it is, it you is can't addictive. Just, you can't just tell me not to take it. I know not to take it. Right. Well, but now they don't have the reason of, I need to fight crimes. <laughs> I need it to fight crimes. Um, but Rick still does have cancer. Uh, and then this is when, uh, Extant, Extant, um, who's the evil, evil Hawk, who I think we talked about a little when we did Hawk and Dove. Um, but this is, uh, zero hour in the mid nineties. A lot of weird stuff is happening. Um, Extant, once again, kills the JSA. Um, or does he? Seemingly kills the JSA. Uh, after this, we are <laughs> introduced to the third hour man, who's a robot. <laughs> um, Grant Morrison, in 1997, uh, introduces this new hour man who's from the future and is an android um that was created by the company that Rex founded and at some point it's like oh at some point Rex traveled into the future and provided like the like template for this android um but the android is also uh working for Metron from the New Gods and uh cuz it's cuz it's Grant Morrison um and there's weird stuff happening and he has uh Metron gives him this uh artifact called the the War Warlogog it sounds about right <laughs> sounds yeah it sounds normal sounds like so yeah exactly and there's this whole 
story when he's first introduced where um, Lex Luthor steals the Warlogog and uh, the su- the Justice League take it from him and Superman's going to destroy it. And then the Our Man android is able to see that like two timelines like diverge at this point and if Superman destroys it, then like uh dark side is going to take over the world through like d- d- butterfly effect chain of events and there's like metron is going to turn evil and then is going to go back in time and make everything even worse but if superman doesn't destroy the stone that won't happen so our man stops superman from destroying the stone and then also i think has to go into the timeline and stop the evil Metron from making things bad in the past. Uh, it's time travel. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. One, it's Grant Morrison, who loves to do complicated things. Um, and two, with this, with this new robot hour man, they were like, maybe this one should have time travel powers. Um... Which is, like, makes sense. Like, yeah, he probably should. But also it means, like, oh, no. <laughs> now there's time travel. <laughs> we have to keep track of time travel. Shoot. But uh, that is, I think, like, how he's introduced um, is with this uh, time travel, new gods, war warlogog. War- story and then uh he's also in like dc 1 million which is like a future like justice league story that i think grant morrison writes um and then after that the plot of that isn't super important because it all happens in the future but as a result the hour man Android Hour Man is like, I need to uh, go back in time to the 20th century and uh, <laughs> learn more about myself. He's like, the thing is, things here in the future are too good. I need to go to the 20th century where more bad things are happening. So I have more opportunities for personal growth. Um, So he... uh goes um shows up joins the justice league um is having a tough time because uh he is an android and he isn't that used to uh interacting with people and also um he's from the future where things are different so he keeps like uh (laughs) He keeps just basically having autism, which is what, like, robot stories are usually about anyways. It's like, our man, you need to, like, stop using your time powers to fast-forward conversations when you don't want to be having them. He's like, why? (laughs) I don't understand. Um, and, uh, he... Batman tries to talk to him about it. Um, autism to autism communication. And... Batman's like, hey, listen, you need to, like, understand things before you just kind of try and take action. And he's like, okay. And then, uh, reads Batman's 
my he has a power that lets him like basically see someone's memories but it's like seeing their like timeline so like seeing what they've experienced throughout their life but he sees all of batman's memories of being on the justice league and he's like okay i understand the justice league now i'm gonna go hang out with with snapper car (laughs) he can teach me about how to be part of the justice league and also how to grow as a person um and then he has a solo series where he's just hanging out with snapper car which i honestly can't believe i was not familiar with this before because like <laughs> snapper car and a robot hang out is like ideal for me it's like catnip yeah uh snapper names him matthew i'm not sure why they decided on that but he names him matthew matthew tyler um and then he ends up just being called Tyler a lot of the time, which is confusing because, like, all of the Hourmen have the same last name. So if you wanted to distinguish them, you should, I feel, call them by their first names. Um, but... No. Absolutely not. No, it shan't happen. Um, so he hangs out with Snapper Carr. He, they have some adventures. Uh, (laughs) at some point Snapper's like, I think the thing, the problem is that, um... Your magic artifact is, like, making you way too powerful, and so you, like, never really have to learn from your mistakes because you have control over time. Uh, and he goes, oh, okay, and just destroys the artifact. <laughs> it's like, there we go. And it's like, well... No, I'm too sure. far. Too far. Too far. Uh, okay. Um, but he goes on, he has a lot of, like, self-discovery journey. He meets... Amazo, and he's like, oh no, this is an evil android. Am I going to become evil? Um, and he meets another android named uh, Tomorrow Woman, who's also, I think, a Grant Morrison creation, who's like, no, I was supposed to be evil, and I decided not to be. And he's like, wow. Um, so, you know, just robot, robot story stuff. Um, oh, self-determination. Self-determination. Uh, after all of this, he does um, end up meeting uh, Rick Tyler, um, who is at first not stoked because <laughs> uh, his dad is dead and this robot is like using their legacy name and is like based off his dad and just kind of showed up out of nowhere. He's like, hey. I'm supposed to be based off my dad. Yeah. Um, Robot Hourman cures Rick's cancer, and then I think Does it's he later use time. Rewind uses... those cells. Re- yeah, exactly. Um, it's later retconned that it's like a Mezo disguised as Hourman who actually cured the cancer. Why? Um, I don't know why. I could I this this was too much for me to decipher. Um but like like you know what? No, I'm going to go back and say this wasn't a nice bonding moment between two legacy heroes. <laughs> it's actually Amazo disguised as this guy. For yeah. what end? Who knows? Who knows? Um I I will say, he does, they have a more significant bonding moment, which is that um, 
first, uh, well, first cures cancer, but maybe that wasn't him. Um, second gives Rick a, uh, special future hourglass that gives him the ability to see an hour into the future. Um, which is cool. That's like a neat power to have. And yeah. most significantly, he travels, the Our Man Android travels back in time to the moment where uh, Rex was killed by Extant and is able to, like, rescue him just before it happens and put him in, like, a time bubble um, that Rick is able to travel to. Um, and he's you can't like, just bring him to the future. He can't bring him to, for whatever reason, whatever complicated reason, he can't just grab him and bring him to the future and everything's fine. He brings him to a, spe- a time, a time bubble that's like outside of space time that Rick can like travel to and talk to his dad. But the bubble only lasts for an, an hour. hour. <laughs> yeah, an hour. Um, they really total or the total. <laughs> like so, cumulatively, you can only. I'm gonna pop in for a few seconds at a time. Love you, Dad. Yeah. Love you, Dad. Um, once the hour is up, the bubble's gonna go away, and he's gonna be sucked back to be killed by extant. Um, I th- I mean, this is. Like, that's, it's a very contrived, but I do think it's, like, good drama. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, there's a lot of pathos there, um, which I think is fun. Uh, so, um, you know, he he goes there to, like, see his dad or ask him for advice, um, or, you know, it's, it's kind of fun, it's kind of a fun sort of, you know, like... I want I want to see my dad while I can, but also the more I see my dad, the closer it gets to not being able to see my dad anymore. Um, that's how time works. That is well, how time works. Not really. <laughs> time time usually works. Doesn't matter how long you see a person; they got a set amount of time. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so the uh, the ultimate kind of um conclusion of that plot of with the time bubble is um Rick gets badly injured um in a fight and uh he also gets put in the time bubble he also gets put in the time bubble um does he really he uh he puts himself in the time bubble and is able to swap places with his dad because he's like this this is like this is the only thing that's going to keep i'm so close to death the only thing that's going to save me is this is if i'm frozen in the time bubble is somehow able to swap places with his dad so that his dad goes back to the present where rick just was and then rick's in the time bubble and then his dad is not able to get back to the time bubble on his own so they have to get Android Hour Man, who uh, is able to take them all back to the time bubble, along with like help to uh, <laughs> stop Rick from dying. But the time they use stopping Rick from dying 
ticks to the end of the hour and the time bubble's going to go away. Um, so, uh, Rex is like, well, this was a good use of the time bubble. Um, it's time for me to go, you know, face my death. And Rick is like, no, and tries <laughs> to like take his dad's place instead. And he'll go die. And then Rex can live. Um, and, and they, he's like, Hey, Hey, I'm your dad. I'm your dad. <laughs> this is my job. Um, while they're arguing about it, Android Hour Man takes Rex's place and goes and sacrifices himself to stop Extant. Um, and both the human Extant Hour Men- was like, what the fuck? This, you were a guy a minute ago, and now you're a robot. You were just, you were just a man in a suit. How did this happen? What? I just blinked. What the hell? Drugs can't do this. Hold on. Uh, what if there was a drug that turned you into a robot for an hour? Oh my god, I would be addicted to that. I would, I would be impossibly addicted to the robot drug. <laughs> um, they are able to uh recover like the uh pieces of Robot Hour Man. So they're like, they were trying to figure out how to uh you know, rebuild him, but I don't think it's worked, mostly because, um, this is, like, you know, we're in, like, the 2000s, and then shortly after this is, you know, New 52 happens, uh, and JSA stuff kind of falls off the radar for a while, um, so somebody please, somebody please check in on Robot Hour Man, um, see how he's doing, um, Rick ends up rejoining the the JSA. Um he uh starts romancing uh Jesse Quick. Um and the two of them ultimately get married like kind of a, a ways down the line. And uh he is friends with um our pal Jakeem Thunder. He's friends with Stargirl. But, yeah, he doesn't, um, have a whole lot of, like, really... None of the Hourmen have a whole lot of really significant stuff after that, um, big, uh, big time bubble switcheroo. Um, and, yeah, then they've shown up in a few things, like, uh, Doomsday Clock... Dark, uh, death metal, like, big things that, like, have had, like, a bunch of older characters in them, but, uh, like we've mentioned with some other, like, JSA characters, have not really had a big resurgence since New 52 happened, and, uh, I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a crowded field of superheroes. Personally, I would love to see the robot one because um, I love ro I love robots, <laughs> but I think there's still I think there's there's still potential. I think there's still things you can do with the hour men. Um, but yeah, that's 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 where that's where we are. Um, did you have anything you wanted to discuss or anything else? 
Um, I mean, it does look like Matt showed up a couple times last year in, like, the Dawn of DC Justice League. Not oh, Justice okay. League, Justice Society. Hell yes. So, Robot might be kicking around somewhere. I Robot, did not read them. I, I don't know how much of a part he plays, but he is not listed as Cameo. Well, if anyone read them, uh, please feel free to let me know how, uh, how the robot's doing. But otherwise, I have not read any comics. Um, I got really excited, though, because I got my, like, your pre-order has shipped for, uh, Bunt by Ngozi Okazu and Mad Rupert. Oh, hell yes! So, <laughs> soon. Soon I shall be able to read a graphic novel. Um, also, I'll probably be reading a graphic novel soon anyway for my YA class because I have a couple graphic novels where I'm like, hoo hoo hoo, I can use this for an assignment. Excellent. What an excellent reason to read something that I already have on my shelf. <laughs> I love when that happens. It's so good. Um, have you read anything? I have. Um, I was, uh, reading some library stuff. Um. Good. Yes. We, 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 we love, love the library. We love the library here. Now more than ever. Um, I mentioned I got the, um, some, like, some volumes of, like, 2010s-ish New Mutants that I couldn't find anywhere else, and my uh, librarian very kindly uh, was able to get them through, like, an out-of-network interlibrary loan. So I've been making my way through those. Um, they're very good. Uh, this is the storyline where... Um, well, there's a lot of things happening. One of the things happening is Amara starts dating Mephisto. Okay. <laughs> because, yeah... They, um, there's stuff going on. Like, on, on purpose? In... Yeah. So, I think, maybe, we probably talked, we talked about Magma, so we probably touched on this. But, um, there is, uh, I forget what big, like, event is happening. But Danny has to go to Hell, 1L, to get Hella to try and get Hela to help the X-Men because she's, like, one of Hela's Valkyries because that's a whole thing that happened to her. Um, and uh, they're like, maybe you can convince her to, like, come help us. So she goes to Hell, 1L. And then the rest of the New Mutants, because she doesn't tell them what she's doing and Cyclops doesn't tell them. And the rest of the New Mutants are like, we have to help Danny. And they she's get... She's in Hell. <laughs> she's in Hell. They get Ileana... To be like, can you help us do a spell to get us to hell? One L. And Ileana's like, I can, like, explain how to do the spell, but Doug's gonna have to do it. And Doug's like, no problem, that's what I do. So she, um, teaches Doug how to do the spell. Um, and then But he Doug goes to two L's? <laughs> yeah, while Doug is doing the spell, he makes a mistake. <laughs> they go to two L's hell. <laughs> And they meet Mephisto, and they're like, oh shit, it's Mephisto. And um, Mephisto's like, hey, I can help you guys get to 1L Hell, but 
in exchange, I want to go on a date <laughs> with this fire girl. And they're all and like, Amara's Amara, like, I've dated worse guys. <laughs> I've dated literally worse guys is the thing. And they're all like, Amara, <laughs> you can't go on a date with a devil. She's like, I- I'll just say, I'll say yes, it's fine. And then it's one date. It's not like I have to like be dating him. It's not, I'm not going to marry the devil, but then. No, it's one date. <laughs> yeah. Um, like she... we'll go to dinner and we'll talk. <laughs> but she goes on a date with Mephisto, and Mephisto, like, brings her to hell and has, like, a bunch of, like, you know, a bunch of, like, dead musicians, like, playing music, and it's like, yes, welcome to, and she's like, look, just what, are you, is, are you gonna try and do some sort of, like, trick or whatever, because you're the devil, and he's like, no, I actually, I'm just kind of lonely, and I wanted to go on a date, and she's like, well, let's go on a normal date, so they go on a normal date, and they have a nice time, and she's like, do you want to hang out? Do you want to maybe do this again sometime? Do you want to do this again sometime? So that's great. Um, There's a... I actually... I got to post panels from this. There's some really good Doug and Warlock-centric stuff, which I love to see. This is after Doug, like, comes back from the dead, and he's, like, kind of um, odd, which I love. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, dying will change you. Dying dying changes a guy. Uh... And there's a cute, like, crossover storyline with, like, the Thor, like, Journey into Mystery books where um, this spell goes off and, like, causes all of the Asgardians to, like, forget who they are. So they're just, like, living as, like, normal people in, like, San Francisco and Thor's, like, a hot mechanic. Um, (laughs) And Kid Loki is, like, Hela's, like, foster son who's like <laughs> just playing D all the time um good it's it's really really cute uh so do recommend this uh again apparently pretty hard to find but maybe if you talk to your librarian they will be helpful to you um i mean librarians like to help as much as they can yes so it doesn't hurt to ask we're um, we're Worst thing that happens is they can't lay, they literally just can't get it to you. Yeah. Um I'm also uh I'm waiting on volume 2, but I did read the first volume of Dark Knights of Steel uh all the way through finally and I just love it so much. <laughs> I feel like I've said this before and I know there was like somebody in the Discord was also saying this. It like feels very fanfiction-y, and I mean that in, like, such a positive way of, like, if anyone else has had- I know you and I have had this experience. I assume other people listening have had this experience, but, like, when you're, like, making an AU of something, and you're in that mode where you're, like, figuring out, like, you know, like, an AU where you're, like, transposing something to, like, a completely different setting. And you're, like, figuring out, like, what all the characters are gonna do and, like, what roles yeah, they're gonna fill. Sometimes you're reading that and you're like, this could have been its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's far enough removed that you could have just written original fiction. <laughs> but it's like, no, 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 but I want my Blorbos to be here. I want my Blorbos to be here. But it's, like, that sense of, like, delight that you get from, like, piecing all of these, like... A well-written fanfiction? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same way I feel like reading Dark Knights of Steel. It's like every time like a new character shows up and I see like what their like, you know, their deal is in this like fantasy medieval universe. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like one of the first things that happens is like um, a, a flashback to like a uh, kid like John Constantine getting like a vision of the future and he's it's like it's so, it's so fun it's really really fun um and the Bruce and Clark stuff in it is really good and um the Robins are great uh Tim's a spy it's it's so good um I had to, um, I had both volumes, and then I was not reading as fast as I thought I was going to be, so I had to put the second one back, and now I'm on the waitlist for it again, but, uh, <laughs> very excited to get that back and continue, because, um, it's so fun. Yeah, and that was, uh, Remy who posted that in recommendations. Oh, thank you. That it reads you. like fan fiction, but, yes. you know, positive. Positive, 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 positive. Um... So, uh, those are my comics updates. Um, if you all listening want to keep up with us, you can find us online at, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server that we just mentioned that you can, uh, feel free to come and join us in. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if, ooh, oh, no, I thought I closed the call, but we're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you are not able to support us on Patreon, but you want to help out the show in another way, leaving a rating and review is very cool. Um, telling a friend about the show, if you think they might be interested in it, and just coming back and joining us, as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, could Doug understand train instructions? This is a really good question. <laughs> I have been thinking about it since I saw it in the Discord. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, our man, whatever. But it, can he understand who, public transit announcements? There's, like, I feel like rules is written, it's understanding language. And it's not necessarily a different language, but it is garbled. It could be considered, like, code. Rules yeah. is intended, I don't think he could. But rules is written, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible... Um, in space can Doug hear you scream? <laughs> in space nobody can hear you scream, parentheses, except Doug Ramsey. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye.